Welcome to Homemaker Chic Podcast, Better Late Than Never. <laughs> Sorry. Are. <laughs> are we? I think we are. I think it's I think it's Tuesday, Shay. Let's just own it. Yesterday was not working for us, um, and we thank you for loving us anyways. So mm-hmm. we are here, closing out the year in red lipstick and no denim jumpers, still committed to um, refining this beautiful art of homemaking. I am Angela Reed of uh, ParisianFarmGirl.com. And I'm joined by Shay Elliott of the Elliotthomestead.com. And uh, you're gonna have to give us a wide berth today, audience, because Shay's a, a little she's a little pissy at me. We haven't talked in like four days. So Yeah, I have- don't stand for that. I don't stand for I'm the so- only time I can get her on the phone is when we have to work. Like, that's not fair to okay. me. There, not- there's a few excuses. First of all, <laughs> Carnivore Aurelius, you can blame him because I don't use my earbuds anymore. Okay. And so I have to like wander around the house and ask a, an eight-year-old, where are those cord- Where's where are those the headphones, you know? Um, and then like I have a double whammy. I have the birthday and the Christmas. And it just uh then I just sort of curl up in a ball and I'm I'm done. And that's when you're days. supposed to text your best friend and you say, Oh, I'm done. What are you doing? Let's talk. I was cleaning. That's what I was doing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's kind of what sparked our conversation today, really. So that's what we're going to be talking about. So if you wanted a bunch of just fabulous Christmas juju, go somewhere else. Oh, we can talk about (laughs) Christmas. No, let's talk about this. No, it's fine. Um, Okay. Shay, okay. Uh, Okay, let's do this first. First of all, because we're we're wrapping this up, we've got today and then uh, day after tomorrow. Yep. Season nine. Season Season nine. Yes. Uh, let's just really quickly thanks, thank House of Tokuman for sponsoring this season. This is something new we started doing a few seasons ago where um, and a- started with an advertiser coming to us and saying, hey, like, I want to sponsor the season. And that was House of Tokuman this time. And I I love it. It works mm-hmm. so good for the show. Um, Shay and I are always talking about design. We both care very much for not only the aroma of our home, but how it looks um aesthetically and that's a way that we express ourselves and we have this overarching theme on the show of better not more and that's where house of tokemon comes in because we are dressing our floors in better not more uh not running to target for a, a washable rug that's going to wear out in just a few weeks or a few months but instead investing in something um something heirloom um, mm-hmm. I mentioned the other day, I have a new one here in my office. It is from 1970 and that makes me so happy. It's older than I am. <laughs> That's old. <laughs> Which is always a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have to pay up. My kids that, um, perpetuate the forever 35 lie for me, um, it's the end of the year. So they're like pony over the dough, mom. Really? 10 bucks a year. Yep. It's 10 bucks funny. a year. Cracks me up. I do it gladly just because they're so funny about it. That's but good. thank you to House of Tokemon. That was yes. a very uh, bad diversion. Um, hotrugs.net audience. So I know you're thinking about the new year. Uh, homemakers, you're looking at your home. You're like, what am I going to do different? What's going to make it fabulous? What's going to take it to the next level? And I can tell you with all confidence that a rug from House of Tokemon, hotrugs.net, use the code HOMEMAKER25 for a very generous 25% off your rug. Mm-hmm. Okay, and now we can talk. I actually had a <laughs> rug from her arrive on, it just so happened to arrive on Christmas Eve. Oh, shucks. 
And it took every stitch of self-control that I had to not just tear into it like an animal. But it was a big replacement one for a, you know, very not great one I had in my living room. Mm -hmm. And so it's geometric and bright and really beautiful. It's so pretty. I haven't even sent you a picture because we haven't talked. Talked. Yeah. You haven't seen – well, did I send you a picture of mine? No. We haven't talked. Okay. <laughs> That's how mine mine came like while my mom was here. And yeah. it's like, you know, it's just like in this like saran wrap yep. thing. And finally, my mom like was kind of dozing off on the couch. I'm like, I'm going upstairs. I'm getting a knife. I'm going to unpack this because <laughs> it's time. I'm not waiting until she leaves. It's, it's time. time. Yeah. Yeah. Very good stuff. Okay, Very so stuff. okay. Um big, you know, the holidays, Shay and I like keep it pretty low key. We're not, you know, and I say low key because I have Italian family and like it's not there's nothing low key going on there when it comes to the holidays. So, but I think you and I kind of it's a little bit more simple. Um but you you know, everyone that listens knows Shay's had company for 6 weeks and then she just finally scoots them out the door and then she sends me a text of her Saying, like, please pray. Mm -hmm. My son has lacerated his finger. And so we're just sitting down for dinner and we're like a little weepy, thinking poor Owen has lost a finger. <laughs> and we're all having these conversations like, oh, we hope they had the wherewithal to put it on ice. I wonder how long it is to the hospital. Like, we're talking, we're freaking out for Shay's son. And it was, he didn't cut it off. He didn't you cut it been off. been more specific in your text message. Well, in my defense, I wasn't exactly sure. <laughs> Holy because <laughs> I was, what was, oh, I was getting ready for our New Year's Eve, or sorry, our Christmas Eve party with my family. And we were about 45 minutes away from leaving. So we had done all of our presents and I had put on my party dress and curled my hair and done a beautiful updo and all the jewelry. Oh, and gosh. So I was at least like, you went glitter. to the ER looking good. A lot of oh, times my you go to the ER just looking totally ghetto. And oh, like no. Pajamas, I was looking but, yeah, okay. amazing. Dress <laughs> shoes, the whole nine yards. So I was ready. Mm -hmm. I had just stepped out of the bathroom. Stuart stepped in. So Stuart's like half-dressed when we hear this scream <laughs> oh. from the living room. And like, you know your kid screams as a parent. Yeah. And immediately, Stuart and I were like, okay. I thought he cut his finger off. So here's how it went down. We bought him uh, wood whittling kits for Christmas, real ones. <laughs> so, and not the safety gloves, which I didn't <gasps> know were a thing. I didn't know this. This was Stuart's gift. It's not my fault. Okay, I have a follow up to this. Okay, so there are Kevlar. They're yeah, made out of Kevlar they're gloves. Chainmail, basically. Yeah, that you can wear. And the guy who taught him how to woodwork. Always made him wear gloves in the shop because he had had so many accidents. Mm -hmm. I didn't. I genuinely did not know this. I'm not like a wood whittler. I don't know these things. So instead of paying, you know, the twelve dollars or whatever for the Kevlar safety gloves, we ended up paying Basically. God knows what for the ER visit. So he just hit a knot in the wood, and his knife that he was using slipped, huh. and it cut his huh. left pointer finger from knuckle to knuckle, uh, from the middle knuckle to the base knuckle. So it went. The whole way yep. uh, to the bone. And so when Stu grabbed it, he put it back together. And you know, <laughs> why is your initial response always anger? I was like, does he have his finger? And he's, Stu's just like, get something. Oh, like, so I'm scrambling around. And the first thing I grab is this like beautiful antique hand stitched like towel that I had out. <laughs> so I give him this beautiful heirloom towel. 
to like hold his finger, you know. Anyway, long story short, I end up spending my Christmas Eve in the ER with Owen flushing out wood chips from his gaping wound. Oh, it was delicious, friends. If you've ever like had a fresh fish and like cut into it and it kind of just like flaps open. (laughs) It was it, it was like an inch across. I mean, it was just huge. It, just it was unbelievable. Fell open. It was, oh, yeah, it was, it fell open. It was open. Yeah. And so he goes to the doctor. He's, you know, upset. And I'm trying to be like, okay, buddy, it's time to channel, channel your inner bear grills. Like, what would bear do? You can do this, you know, because he's oh scared out of his mind. Yeah, bless his heart. Yeah. Um, and it was just, it was really sweet, but it was super painful for him. And because they had to do 12 injections into the wound in order to do the stitches. So like oh. 12 shots into an open, gaping, fleshy wound. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, it was as bad. He even broke the doctor's needle at one point. He's like, I'm so <gasps> sorry, but it hurts so bad. It oh was, my It was gosh. so sad. It yeah. was really sad. Anyway, I ended up taking him to the ER because Stu was half-dressed and, like, we had to go. Well, that's you know? what I said. That's what we were praying about. We were yeah. like, okay, what's going on? Are they, it, Does Juliet need panties? Like, what? what's mm-hmm. happening? Are they trying to get all these people into a vehicle? No, or I did just someone just off. go? I just oh my took gosh. off. So I did go to the ER looking fly. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, like, you took your spanks off, wrapped the wound, you know? <laughs> No, nope. so we ended up a bunch of stitches, missing Christmas Eve service at the church. <sighs> like we, it was just, you know, it's wow. life. It's just it, the way it goes. Um, I didn't know this was a gift. The irony is that's what I got Julian for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> did you get him the safety gloves? I sure as hell did. Okay, okay. So wise woman. Um, I I got him like the a bunch of wood to start and we got plenty everywhere but I just wanted I didn't want him, yeah. him to have to go forage for it. I was like here's some cubes. I got him a book and the gloves and like this really nice like leather. Yeah. Portfolio, you know. Yes, that's the same and, one. Okay, beaver or something Yes. Or yes, yeah, yeah, same so one. And Julian is very like tactile like he wants to be a blacksmith, so anything like that. It's, yeah. He has a little workbench in the basement. It's adorable. Um but he's a little squeamish. And I said, come here, I got something to show you. Yep. I'm like, you're going to look at this and you're going to look at it hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I like zoomed in on it. I'm like, look at it. Love it. Own it. See that? <laughs> yep. That is what happens when you don't wear your safety gloves. Yep. He's like, oh, yes, mom. Okay. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, lesson learned the hard way, unfortunately. Surprisingly, I mean, I've got four kids and I've got Owen and he counts for like eight kids. And right. this was our first ER trip other than one small, not major emergency. But okay, we had to go to the ER anyway for it. So it was pretty surprising and that that hasn't happened before, especially yeah. considering my kids actually use knives a lot. This was the first incident that we had. So I have one kid who's never even been to the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. And like no broken mm-hmm. bones. Mm-hmm. And then we took Juliet when she was like nine months old. She flat off fell headfirst off our bed. And, you know, she was just like the third kid and it was a doozy. Mm-hmm. And I just, she was not, she wasn't old enough to say like, I feel nauseous or whatever. So we yeah. took her. And that that kind of like sturdied us to know as newer parents, like what 
what is a bad fall, a bad head bump, and what isn't. But then on Ais, we have our harvest table, and we have really heavy benches that seat everybody on either side of the table, and it's humid here. And she reached onto the far side of the bench and pulled when she was five when we moved here, and the bench stuck, and the whole thing flipped and like oh, landed gosh. on her head. Oh, gosh. And that was horrific. That was where it was like just ev- – the kids did so good. It was like everybody was in the truck within 30 seconds. It's yeah. 35 minutes to the ER. And like praying over her and just like this golf ball coming out the top of her head. Oh, I mean, that, that was scary. Yeah. Th- yeah, there's scary stuff are- like that that happens. I mean, I can think of one that I don't even like to talk about. I, like, I literally mm-hmm. can't even let my mind go okay. there. I don't want to think about it. So let's talk about something else. Okay. <laughs> well, anyways, um, the irony was uh, I went to make scalloped potatoes for a more further irony or coincidence or whatever, uh, make scalloped potatoes for the meal, which I hadn't made in forever. And I remembered that I had bought myself a really nice mandolin and um, got it out. And this thing is just a mammer jammer. And like the, just the irony, like there was my glove. It came with a glove. Okay. I showed the girls. I'm like, everyone come around. If you ever use this tool, yep. Wear the glove. Yep. So use this and use the little safety shield that they have. I mean, mm-hmm. they have these things for a reason. A reason. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. It, was, it was good. We we chilled. I watched the Queen. What does she do? She gives a speech every year on Christmas. Okay. I don't know these things. I'm not British. Shay, you can watch the Queen and not be British. She is. I don't need to though. She's first of all like she's amazing, and she's ninety five, and she looks fantastic, and she's giving a speech, and she always mentions Jesus, and she always mentions her belief in Him, and I love her. Mm. It was incredible. Good. Um, Do you ever watch? Do you know who Jack Whitehall is the British comedian? Jack Whitehall. Yeah. Do you watch the travels with my father? Like I have, show? yeah, yeah. I don't, I can't really think of much something. Uh, that's probably the funniest thing I've encountered all year long. Um, but I was watching one the other day, and his father always stands for the Queen's speech and makes like the children stand to watch it. Mm-hmm. Kills me. Yeah, those are those are some. There's some funny stuff in there for sure. But it always makes me a little sad because his dad is so like proper and the contrast to the son he raised is so wide (laughs) holy cow you know and it's kind of sad i'm like i get that's what sells so like you have to accentuate it and you try and make it this big thing and like that's what makes the show but as a parent like my heart would be very grieved if i had if i held myself with such decorum and then my kids Mm -hmm. like farting you know at the supper table and you're just like what wait a second (laughs) his dad is the best i mean Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, the whole the whole time you're watching it, you're like, just go ahead and put on a suit like your dad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you could wear a suit, that would be great. Oh my gosh. Last year for Christmas, I got Stu this um custom made tweed suit, mm-hmm. a three piece suit. The vest, the slacks, the jacket. And he wore it on Christmas Eve. And he wore it thinking we were going to go to our church service. And you know, mm-hmm. I wore my fur, like we went, we went all out. Of course, right. we don't end up going to the church service. We just end up going to my parents' house. So we were slightly 
overdressed for the supper party. But Mm -hmm. dang it if he didn't look good. And I just told him, like, just wear that suit proud because you're the best dressed guy in here and you look amazing. There is nothing like a man in a three-piece suit. There's not. Even my girls were like, did you get dad a three-piece suit this year by any chance? Because there's – I don't know where you got yours, but I found this house in Scotland that does them Mm -hmm. bespoke. You know, you send the measurements Mm -hmm. and they're beautiful on one of my rabbit trails one night, clicking and clicking. Yeah. Um, Yeah, there's nothing like it. I actually watched – I'm never going to remember his name. Brian somebody. There's um, a YouTuber that I really like. He's got like the long red hair, Catholic YouTuber – Mm-mm. And he, I stumbled upon one of his yesterday talking about like uh, the decline of men's attire. Mm-hmm. Really, really it's interesting. Vile. Good stuff. And but he makes this sort of like he's like, look, you could call this a conspiracy theory, but he's like, this isn't one of my officially like well researched. This is sort of like off the cuff. What I think has happened with men's attire. Really, really interesting. Like he makes some Hollywood analogies. One that I guessed before he said it. Okay. Ties in a little communism. Really, really, really mm, interesting. Interesting. You'll have to check it out. Okay. Noted. Yeah. Um, there's nothing like a man who dresses well. And yeah. And do you know what else happened? See? No. This is what happens when we don't talk. Well, Stuart, my husband, shaved his beard off to the skin. To the skin. And do you, then this is what happened. Okay. So with he, a whittling knife, <laughs> did he wear his glove? He's very manly. He just does it with a raw razor blade, right? Um, so we're talking in the kitchen, and I'm like telling him, "Listen, I I love you, but be patient with me because like I look at your face a lot more than you look at your face, and like it is alarming when they sh- when they go naked." And he like, had a like, big old beard, at, yeah. Like before he shaved it, I mean, it was like probably four, five inches long. Okay. It was hefty. And so Will walks in and looks at us, kind of smiles and walks back out to the living room. I'm like, well, that was weird. So I walk out to Will and I was like, did you need something? And he's like, who's that man that stopped by? I was like, get out. Your dad? (laughs) Your father. (laughs) And he was dead serious. Like, who's that man who stopped by? Brilliant. I mean, the kids hate it they hate it and i'm like Stu, don't take it personally it's not that you don't have a beautiful face it's just that it's legitimately um difficult (laughs) for us to make the adjustment oh my gosh anyway he just likes to start over every once in a while just shave it off lotion the skin start over yeah so it wasn't for any reason he's gonna grow it back. But um I kissed him and I like I actually this is so bad, but I like actually shuddered. I'm like, I'm sorry, like, where's your mustache? Like it's just so disorienting. Yeah. The first night we're laying in bed, he's laying next to me asleep, and I'm like just side glancing over at him. Like, I don't I feel like I'm doing something wrong. Like <laughs> I am laying in bed with a stranger. <laughs> That guy that stopped by. It's so weird. So weird. Anyway, I want to share a picture, but he's not letting me. Okay. I'm trying to think if – and you did send me some pictures. I'm trying to think if he had it or didn't. I'm feeling like you sent me some with him not having it. Whatever. I don't know. Anyway, 
just all excitement around here. ER visits, beards yeah. flying off. Um, and it's one degree. The high this week is four. So that's something. That's great. I all I did the other night was dream of ice swimming. What's wrong with you? Like, I don't. I don't know. Did you bring me a fresh coffee? Oh, oh my gosh! Can I send a text you, message? Sir. Oh my gosh! It has milk. God bless that strange man who stopped by. <laughs> that strange man <laughs> in the kitchen. He brings me coffees. I like him. Um. Okay, so we today want to talk about not shaving beards or temperatures. We want to talk about kind of re – we're going to be gone. Like after this week, we're taking a two-week break, which we do between seasons. Yeah, you guys are on your own. You're on your own. And we want to leave you with some, <laughs> some good stuff to chew on because – yeah. This is the stuff we're going to be chewing on in our homes as well. And so, mm-hmm. you know, we use these breaks from the podcast. We love doing this work. But just like all of you, we are having to like walk this line between working, homeschooling, homesteading mom, and a homemaker. All the things. <laughs> yeah. And it's so and, hard. <laughs> and you guys are the the audience is cute because they're like, come back. It's been a long two weeks, but it's actually really not two weeks for us because we start recording yeah. halfway through that. Yeah. So and so we just we're gonna take the time to sort of dive into a few things that we want to d- get taken care of as well in our homes. And so we thought, what a better idea than to talk about some of that stuff today. So that's what we're gonna be diving into. Um before we do that, should we cue the wine music? Sure. Okay, let's do that. Do you have a wine? No. <laughs> I drank all the wine. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> um, yeah, it's gone. This is the part of the podcast. This that is you- the part of... Oh, oh you froze. <laughs> Frozen technology. You go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. You go. Are we? We're good. Okay, here we go. Uh, this is the part of the show where we thank Dry Farm Wines for sponsoring this segment. Dry Farm uh, is the uh, company that supplies Shay and I with our bubbly and our reds and our whites. And we choose to partner with them because they're bringing us beautiful, clean wine. If you missed the interview with Todd, the CEO, a few weeks ago, and you need to catch up while you're cleaning up all the pine needles and the wrapping paper, do that. Listen to that. Um, fascinating this is just another way you can make a good choice in your home. So there's no GMO yeast, no purple dye, and no fish bladders. <laughs> uh, I have my bottle picked out. I um, have my oyster order placed for the new year. Yes. A friend over for New Year's Eve. And uh, the, I usually get them from out by you, and I missed my date. Oh. So I'm trying a new... I had to do a little research. Yikes. Find a new company. So I'm really excited because I did have a bottle of bubbly in stash and I scanned it with the Dry Farm app and it said oysters. There you go. There we go. Yes. So you guys, lovely audience, should visit dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. I know it's like the new year. You're thinking about your health. You're thinking about your waistline. You're like, this is the year I make better choices. Trust me. Dry Farm is one of those choices. And if it's your first time ordering, you're going to get an extra bottle for a penny. Mm-hmm. We had such a beautiful collection at Christmas. I really should have thought to keep the bottles because we had my parents over for a beautiful supper. 
And we had steak and scalloped potatoes and a lemon salad, all, all the beautiful things. And we had a glass or a bottle of champagne to start with, and that was really enjoyable. And then we had some reds with dinner. And even my dad was just like, this is a really good wine. And, you know, he usually doesn't care at all. So mm-hmm. um, it was just a lot of fun. I mean, we had them specifically chosen. I had I had also used the app to find the ones that would kind of stand up to a nice beefy steak. And it was just really beautiful. But I didn't save the bottle, so that's not helpful at all. Oh, that's a bummer. I know. Sorry. But do visit dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic because this is such a beautiful way to have better, not more, to have a wonderful glass of vibrant wine that's alive, um, truly alive, because they don't kill off the native yeasts on the grapes. So it's such a good way to sort of step into the new year. It's fabulous. I'm excited. I'm really like my I friend. I love I'm like texting her. I do too. I sat down Joel the other day, and I was like, mm, mm, "You know, you know, it's the time of year." Like, I know. Sorry in advance. Yeah, <laughs> rent the dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm trying to mentally. So when I am working out and I have to do something really difficult, like 15 deadlifts with a with a tough weight, I. My trainer always breaks it up into groups. Like you're going to mm-hmm. do three groups of five. You know, just she's always just like think about one rep at a time. Mm-hmm. And I'm sort of trying to take that approach to winter because winter can notoriously be a really difficult time for every homemaker mm-hmm. because you don't have the buzz of the holidays. You're in the grind of school for a lot of us who have children. It's dark. It's cold. They're all inside. You can't just go grab bouquets of flowers from the garden to pep right. things up a bit. It's a bit of a drag. It can be a bit of a drag. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm in my mind, I'm trying to break it up. I'm like, get take eight weeks from January to the end of February. Eight okay. weeks. Don't think about oh, winter. The end of February. Shut Don't. up. Don't. I know. It, that's not the end. I'm just, that's how I'm breaking it up in my mind. <laughs> okay. When we got, we've gotten snow in like May before, but I'm just in my mind, I'm like, just take the next eight weeks. So what can mm-hmm. you do in these eight weeks? To to not go into the pits of winter hell. You know? What are you yeah. who are you texting while we're having I this conversation? I placed my coffee order. Sorry. Gosh. Oh. <laughs> anyway, so one of the things actually is, you know, we're gonna talk about the house today and about cleaning, but um f- uh, to me, before I can even go there, I'm just like, how can I move my body each day? Like, how can I physically take care of my body so that my body can do the other things that I want to, to do? Yeah. That's kind of where I am right now. I'm like, okay, body, you got to keep up with the mind. Mm-hmm. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. I did my red light this morning. I'm like, I'm going to work out. Like, I was actually kind of thinking kind of like you are like, okay, these first eight weeks, not like some sort of resolution to lose weight or anything, but like, yeah. I have things I'd like to accomplish this year and I need my body to keep up. Yes. So I want to take very good care of it. You want to take good care of it. Yep. So I can do all the things. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. This was our conversation yesterday. We had a super, super, super hard workout. And Stu was saying, you know, do you still feel like you need to add strength? Because from where we started to where we're at now, we've been doing this like, I don't know, seven months or something. Um, you know, here's how much strength you can track your progress. Here's mm-hmm. how much strength you've added. Like, do you feel the need to add more strength? And I was like, oh, yeah, like I want to double it because Mm -hmm. it's been so functional in my life. Mm -hmm. 
between like just lifting the vacuum or moving furniture or carrying feed bags or going up and down our driveway, which is steep, like any pick anything. Yeah. Yeah. Your body just being able to do the things that you want it to do is so valuable. So it really is. Okay. So <laughs> yesterday, so here's where I'm going to start. I'm just going to start in the kitchen. Okay. Um, all my drawers have been organized. I did those uh, a few months ago. So they're kind of like not at that, you know, the organization in the kitchen only lasts so long, mm-hmm. especially when you have every, you know, if it's like family cleanup after a meal, yeah, people put things where they don't go. I'm always like, come back. Is this the way this drawer looks? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, but it's gross. My kitchen is like, there is salsa on the ceiling and baking, you know, the the paint over the range is like yellow compared to the, like the white has yellowed from the heat and just all these things I just want to spruce up. Joel left with some of the kids yesterday and I'm standing in the kitchen. I had already scraped with a knife all the goobers, frosting goobers and gingerbread and what have you. Thank you, beautiful. Thank you. Off the floor. And mopped it like it was sparkling as much as my mangy floors can sparkle. And I was standing there like, this isn't enough. I need to do something else. <laughs> of course. And I have like a 500-pound ancient butcher block. And then my yellow cabinet, which many listeners know, that's full of all my transferware. And I wanted to switch those two. And so, again, like thinking, okay, body. You ready to move a butcher block by yourself? Mm-hmm. Can we do this? I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you want to be able to um, put that demand on and Yeah, and feel good. Happen. Feel good. And feel good at the end of it. And no, that was one of the reasons I started in the first place. I was like, I want to be able to garden when I'm Tasha Tudor's age, who she's yeah. dead now. But I want to be able to, <laughs> to be that person who's out there at 90 digging holes. And like, if you don't work at it, good luck. It doesn't yeah. just happen. <laughs> um, I'm ashamed to say this. I used to watch Oprah when I was first married. <laughs> I don't care for Oprah. Um, but I did used to watch her, like, religiously. But one thing walked <laughs> away from that show. I got one thing <laughs> out of watching. Was it a car? <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't get it. Ah, it's a keys under your seat. No. Um, <laughs> I remember... Um, you know, cause she was always like up and down and up and down with her weight and always had some newfangled fad or whatever on. But once there was a mother of seven on and like when you're a new bride, you're like, holy crap. Like we weren't in that culture of large families, seven kids. Like I just, mm-hmm. um, and she looked fabulous and she lifted weights. Mm-hmm. And I remember her saying, you know, I was probably 20 and she was like 39 and she said, "You, as you get older, you have to lift weights. You have to give your there something has to lay on your bones. Mm-hmm. You have to give some structure around your bones, or your everything's just going to be hanging, mm-hmm. and you're not going to have what you need to get the job done." Mm-hmm. And I'll just never forgive forget her saying, "Like something has to be able to be on the bones, or mm-hmm. it's all just going to be hanging there." Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's very true. That was it. Very true. I got from Oprah. Thanks, Oprah. Thanks, Oprah. It's time to visit oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com. Hello, lovelies. Have you ever bought one of those expensive magazines in the checkout lane? You know, those special editions, French country homes or English cottages, and noticed they are the same homes over and over again. 
Or maybe you found yourself inspired, but didn't know how to implement that inspiration in your own home. If so, then I'm inviting you to join the Old World Design Society. You'll receive a gorgeous publication, all content, no ads, and you'll have access to a private forum full of amateur and professional designers alike. Present your stylings there or ask for help. And no more feeling lost with what to do with your inspiration because you'll also be invited to three design classes taught by me. All of this is included when you purchase the Winter 2022 Old World Design Society magazine now on sale, print or digital, whichever is best for you. Your days of being inspired in your home without knowing how to take action are over. Join my Old World Design Society now. Visit oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com. That's oldworld.p-a-r-i-s-i-e-n-n-e farmgirl.com. Or check the show notes of this episode for a direct link. If you wouldn't put something in your mouth and eat it, why would you put it on your skin? That's the question that began the beautiful company of Toops & Co. And we are so glad that it did. Toopsandco.com is a family-owned, handmade cosmetic and skincare company that has cultivated products that are incredibly clean and wonderful. In fact, our makeup bags and bathroom cupboards are filled with them. First, I wash with the sea buckthorn cleansing oil, followed by the charcoal bar, and then I utilize Toops & Co's Glow Serum, which is probably the best product I've ever put on my face, and then the face primer, which is rich in ingredients like aloe vera and calming oils. Following that, it's natural foundations, concealers, eyeshadows, brow pencils, mascara, and more. In fact, I'm currently wearing the Perfectly Plum Nourishing Lipstick, and it's soft and velvety and beautiful. And did I mention clean? Toopsandco.com's new website makes it easy to be inspired by all the incredible products available. Fill your cart with tallow balm, face masks, skin tonics, dry shampoo, and other handmade treasures by Emily that are actually good for your skin. Visit toopsandco.com and use Homemaker for a 10% discount. The holidays are here and that means extra schedules and company and much needed extra rest. We are getting our extra rest on American Blossom Linens. Softer with each washing, these are our favorite sheets no matter what time of the year. As fans of vintage linens, these are the best sheets ever. In fact, we call them modern vintage and you need to be sleeping on them. With a process called combing, all the rough fibers are pulled out of these organic, Texas-grown cotton sheets. This creates the softest, most beautiful bedding for your home. You will love them. Your holiday guests will love them. Invest once because American Blossom Linens are woven to last a lifetime. That's right. Better, not more is our mantra here on the show. So invest once and never again with American Blossom Linens. Visit AmericanBlossomLinens.com and use our exclusive coupon code HOMEMAKERCHIC20 for 20% off. So, um, you know, I don't like to rush from one thing to another. Rather, let me rephrase that. Yes, you do. I'm trying. (laughs) I'm trying really hard Uh to slow down and not just be a blunt force (sighs) because that's how I have survived thus far in life. I'll be honest. Like, there wasn't a lot of finesse there. It was like, there's a baby and I just have to like, like brute force get through this, you know, or we're moving a farm. Like there's not a lot of finesse there. We have to just barrel through. 
oh, we're renovating a house while we live in it. Just barrel through, mm-hmm. like make do. Um, yep. And that's gotten me a lot, a long way. But mm. this is a new stage of life. And this stage of life needs reflection and stillness. And um, it needs nuance and detailed work. And it needs just more finesse. Mm-hmm. And so I I don't want to encourage people to just be like, rip all your Christmas stuff down and, you know, just start all over. Like, it's okay. I mean, technically, Christmas goes until Epiphany. So you've got your 12 days mm-hmm. of Christmas. So right. you want to leave your tree up or your Christmas decorations up or every family does it differently. Like, mm-hmm. that's fine. Okay. That's okay, too. So don't don't feel like this podcast is going to is going to tell you that you have to do it one way or another because that's not the case. So so even though I did take my tree down because it was dead, I did leave a bunch of winter stuff up. I left all my twinkle lights up. I left all my beautiful green garlands up and my mm-hmm. little apple garlands and, you know, those kinds of things because it's a long way till spring. It's a long way. Yeah. Um, I got done heave hoeing. Oes in French, they say oes. My children say that. Uh, the furniture from one side of the room to the other, and then I stood back and I'm like, okay, like you said, okay, now we're gonna finesse this. Yeah, because the kitchen especially takes just such a beating. I'm going to paint my cabinets since they're clean inside. Now I'm going to make them clean on the outside. They are mm-hmm. filthy and terrible. In fact, I think I'm going to do that today. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes organizing and things around the new year, it's not always like about making sure like that you have a bin for this and a bin for that. Sometimes it is just going around and finessing, fine-tuning, finishing the thought. Yeah, finishing like, or the thought. <laughs> finishing, God forbid, I finish yes. a thought. Um, it's yep. just so funny because as, as a mom with lots of kids, I don't always have the privilege of finishing a thought. And when I see that, mm-hmm. like in other areas, I can identify. Well, there's a thought unfinished. Um, I went on Amazon. I'm not saying you always have to buy things to get through this time of year, but I did go on Amazon and I ordered a pile of wooden switch plate covers because <laughs> nothing annoys me like a plastic switch plate cover. And in my annoyance, I am known to inappropriately use latex plate uh, paint on plastic switch plate covers. And that looks great for about four minutes mm-hmm. until someone scratches it. Mm-hmm. And so I will be finishing that thought. And mm-hmm. these switch plates will be the same color as my walls. They will not be chipped. They will not look terrible. Yeah. Yeah, it's I'm it's the small thing about that. It's, it, that's it a really small is thing small that's going to be big. Yeah, because yeah. I make a mental apology every time I see the switchblade. I think about the person in my using my powder room. That's like oh, that is just hideous. Uh-huh. Like wow, mm-hmm. and she has a design magazine. <laughs> <laughs> Not buying that. <laughs> <laughs> it is so tricky. Like you mentioned the kitchen, you know, and I think the difficult thing about the kitchen is that you do it once and you're like but i did it i did organize my drawers i did, <laughs> did clean it. my refrigerator you i did, did the hard thing and then you mm-hmm. have to do it again mm-hmm. and then you have to do it again mm-hmm. and then you have to do it again and <laughs> that's really difficult but that's true for every piece of your home mm-hmm. and we've been having this conversation because i actually hired a friend of mine to help me 
to finish off some painting projects. Painting is one of those things I don't mind doing it. It's I think paint is really impactful and really special and I love it. But for me with my schedule the way that it is, I find it really difficult to carve out huge chunks of time for painting. Mm-hmm. And when, then what happens is I do it for an hour and a half and then I have to go make dinner and then I never come back to it. And then it sits there unfinished for six years, mm-hmm. <laughs> quite literally. Um, anyway, so there's a few projects like that that I'm focusing on in these next eight weeks. These things that need to have been done. For example, right. our dining room, we rollered it. It's um, like tongue and groove planks. Okay. So we rollered it, but the roller didn't hit between the planks, right? That needs to be done with the paintbrush. My brother and I started this six years. My brother-in-law and I started this six years ago. And we got about three planks in and he fell off the chair and dumped the gallon of paint over our floors that had just been refinished like two days before. I remember that. The paint went everywhere. So we scrambled to clean up the paint, clean him up. up. Exactly. (laughs) And wouldn't you know that was six years ago. And do you think those planks have been painted in between the cracks? By God, they have not. So for six years, I've been looking at planks that are one color on the surface and a different color in between the cracks. And that might not be a big thing. It's not a huge thing in the grand scheme of things. But dang it, this is my home. And those details matter. They do matter. They matter to me and the type of home that I'm wanting to keep. And so I just have a couple. A couple that are on my list that need to be done. And I think paint is the answer to almost all of our problems this time of year. <laughs> it really is. I, uh, I, My husband is out on errands this morning. We have somebody about to get his driver's license. And so it's like back and forth to town to wrap mm-hmm. up that. Wrap that up, rather. And, um, okay, there is – like maybe we're not going to talk about clean. Maybe we're just going to talk about details. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Fun product. I've been using this forever, but I feel like a lot of people don't know about it. Have you ever used Rub and Buff before? Nope. Never even heard of it. Rub and Buff is like, it makes me so hot. It is incredible. Check, go on Amazon or local art store or Michael's. Okay. Um, Most craft stores don't carry the full line. But Rub and Buff is this magical product that sticks to anything. It comes in a little tiny toothpaste tube. Okay. And it comes in like antique gold, matte gold, copper, fair degree, iron. Like you name your metal surface, rub okay. and buff makes a color to match it. It's amazing. It sticks what to does anything. It, do? it sticks. It- it's paint, but it like it it sticks to plastic, it sticks to metal. It's like if you have Okay. A, like say you have um hinges and okay. you don't like the color and you wish they look more vintage. Rub and buff. It's not coming off. A doorknob you don't like. Rub and buff. I am going to, I had, uh, someday my bathroom will be done. Ongoing joke on the show. But finally the toilet has been like plumbed in so it comes down into the boot room. Another ongoing joke. I'm going to copper rub and buff the PVC. Yes. Yes, I am. Yes. Why (laughs) are you just telling me about this product? I don't many know, years into like, our friendship. I, I used to paint furniture. Like, that's what I did, freelance design and paint furniture, and then kind of just weaned out of that as I had more and more kids. 
and like rub and buff. Like you can take it like if you have a beveled edge of a dresser that you just Mm -hmm. painted and you kind of want it to look like it used to have a matte gold finish on the edge. You just take it on your finger and just go like you rub and buff it and you can make it solid or skippy. It is. That's amazing. It's exciting. That is exciting. Those of you um, who know what I'm talking about, you're like, yes, yes. I, I feel mean, like I should just, just have a stockpile of that just for yeah. what it, when you need it, you need it. Yeah. So That's I how I feel about antiquing wax. Um, yeah. Big time. Like this is, so this is waxy wax. like that. Like okay. It just goes. It just – you don't need a lot at all. It just goes. Okay. It's just incredible. You got an old brass lamp or like – Say somebody did like something really stupid and spray painted something that was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like you can just rub and buff it. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Oh, I have mm-hmm. to look. Paint is so powerful. It's so good. Um, you'll appreciate this. Speaking of hinges, one of those things left undone was I painted my little cabinet that I keep my extra dishes in in my dining mm-hmm. room. I painted it blue ages ago. This beautiful French blue from the Miss Mustard Seed paint line. Mm-hmm. And had to take off the handles, took off the old 70s handles to put on these little lion head handles that I got at an antique store when we were in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And so brought those home, didn't have the screws for it, went upside down and sideways in the shop, in the house, everywhere I could imagine, couldn't find screws. So they just didn't have handles. This cabinet didn't have handles for like six months. <laughs> so finally, I'm like, you know what? Today's the day cabinet. And I super glued those little <laughs> handles. Right onto that cabinet. Nobody open these doors. <laughs> uh, and it worked great. And I mean, God help the man who ever wants to change them. But oh, it looks great. Gosh. And it totally worked. <laughs> That's so funny. That's my daughters. We have this great door in their attic bedroom. It's great. It was just a stupid piece of junk door that I got for like $15. But it had a great crackly finish and i used um pickling the like the white pickling wax on it mm-hmm. oh yeah um uh yeah that's like it's like a lime wash wax lime, like lime yeah. yeah 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 it's like in the summer magazine the pink bedroom in the summer magazine if you're a magazine person and so it has this great like porcelain doorknob but the other it's just a hole like we just shoved yeah. the porcelain doorknob in so i wrapped duct, duct tape on the opposing duct tape side super glue. yep it's just inside a closet so the doorknob doesn't come flying out every time they yep pull on it i'm yeah. telling you it's this Stuart's joke with me he's like you can fix almost anything with duct tape and super glue i'm like you're damn right i can i love duct tape i'm yeah kind of a yeah yeah mm-hmm. um so that's fun stuff so i'm kind of <laughs> Focusing in terms of the house, of course, let's not even talk about the basement or anything about that because that's just so sad. But upstairs, um, in the land of the living, in the land of the living, it's paint. Like, this Mm -hmm. is the time for paint. These are the kinds of projects that we are not going to invest time in in the summertime. I don't want to be inside painting when it's really beautiful outside and there's gardening work to do. Mm -hmm. Um, But it just feels like some of this stuff has gone on for long enough. And I feel like, remember when Miss Mustard Seed talked to us about, and she did an article in your most recent magazine about this as Mm -hmm. well, about putting starched fabric on the walls. Yes. Like, homemakers, please hear us. We are not saying you need to go buy expensive antique furniture or you need to, like, refinish your floors. I mean, that stuff comes in time, depending on your situation. But like, there genuinely are things that you can do now 
where you are at with just paint and some creativity. And yeah, we get asked the tension question, rods. I'm a tension, tension rod rods. Person. I own so many tension rods. Yes. <laughs> Goodwill fabric, right? You know, tension rods, Goodwill fabric, Stitch Witch. You've never used Stitch Witch. That's a product you need to know because all you got, it's just like a little thin piece of, I mean, sheer, almost like fabric looking stuff. Mm-hmm. And you can use it as a seam. So if you want to just sew some curtains, get a secondhand piece of cool old fabric, put some Stitch Witch on there, fold the flap over and iron it. And when you iron it, the Stitch Witch melts into like a glue. And so you don't have to have a sewing machine. You don't know how to need to know how to sew to make curtains or a new little curtain for under your kitchen sink or your bathtub mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Like you're only bound by your creativity. I mean, you can go a long ways on a very minimum budget. For sure. For sure. Um obviously this is also the time for purging and just reorganizing. Yeah. You know, getting things in order a little bit. So like how do you go about that in your house? Um I just pick I I just pick a project. So, you know, it's whether it's my closet or you know, I'm going to paint the the kitchen cabinets this week and then there's this corner of books in our living room that's making me crazy. Okay. It's like half homeschool books that people were too lazy to put back in the schoolroom. It's half design books that I was too lazy to run back up to my office. It's like coloring sheets and then broken pencils and a few Lego guy heads. And there's like three or four wine crates full of this insanity. And I'm going to have my way with them. Mm-hmm. So it's just... I can't do like a whole room at a time. I can't do, I don't have, my pockets of time are so small. Yeah. And like you said, like you get started and like, oh, I'm hungry, you know. Then it's done. I could like go all day without eating for the sake of a project. I am like a, I don't like to stop until something is done. It makes me crazy. I'll just play the martyr until it's done. Um, So I have to take like little tiny projects. Yeah. Uh, So like I'll do those books, but I won't. They're 10 feet from the tree. I won't take down the tree on the same day. It has to be yeah. <laughs> compartmentalized. So that's um, yeah, something I'm definitely going to do. I noticed when company was sitting on our sofas this last few weeks, like when they'd you know, pull over to the side, it would kind of create that gap. There's like a whole like Toys R Us going on underneath the sofa cushions. Mm-hmm. All those pencils I can never find, that's where they are. The spoons we can never find, that's where they are. So I'm going to kind of just do those detail things oh, man. that also fix problems. So when yeah. people can't find their school books, they're always in these wine crates. When we yep. can't find spoons, they're apparently in the sofa. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm going to go around and fix the problems. Fix the problems. Um, yeah. It just so happens that like we'd had the pencil problem and the paper problem and the I can't. I find had my a listener stuff, give like, me a, a a stack of pencils for Christmas. So you know who you are. <laughs> well, we hit that like pocket two weeks before Christmas, probably, and so <clears throat> we still had a week of school Excuse to me. finish. And I'm like, you know what? Better now than I guess like two days before you start back at school. So I mm-hmm. pulled everything out of the homeschool cabinet. We don't have a homeschool room, y'all. We do it on our dining room table. We don't uh, really either because it, it's cold yeah. for six. I mean, it's a great space, but you can't use it. It's like a walk-in cooler for six <laughs> months of the year. So 
<laughs> Too it looks cold. all great and homeschooly, yeah. but it never gets used. Yeah. <laughs> we have like one, the green cabinet, if you ever see on like my Instagram pictures or on the blog pictures, um, that is our full capacity of homeschool stuff. And so it has to stay very intentionally <laughs> tailored because you just can't fit that much in it. The buffet. So I, the green yeah, buffet. the green buffet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so I took everything out of it, organized all the kids' school stuff, you know, and then went and got little bins. And now we've got, okay, we've got fresh colored pencils and regular pencils. And here's the three-hole punch and the stapler and fresh paper. Mm-hmm. And um, I hated it at the time because that's not what I wanted to spend money on. I'm like, I don't want right. to buy these things right now. I want to buy Christmas stuff. But it's really great now because the homeschool cabinet is Yay. organized for at least the next four weeks. That's another one Four of those days. things that, right. you know, you just kind of have to keep at it. But um, I do want to recommend a book if you guys aren't even sure where to begin, because I know we've gotten emails like this before of, you know, people who didn't necessarily have a good example of an uncluttered home or a, fu- yeah. a home that really functioned well or a home that felt peaceful um, and so it can be sometimes even difficult to have context maybe for what we're talking mm-hmm. about. Yeah. Like we know the house we want in our minds, but some people don't have a, a time picturing that. But um, this isn't my most like aesthet- aesthetically uh, pleasing book. That's not the right way to say that. <laughs> Words. Um, I'm not driven by this book aesthetically. But I am dr- drawn to it functionally. Does that make sense? It's not your like the home style. The is home not style, your style is not my style. Yeah, it's not but like the, I sit down and feel you know. Oh my gosh, I want to create that. But the okay. content is very good. Okay. Uh, it's yeah, she does a great job. I I want to like go back to something you just said about okay. like the functionality because I think a lot of homemakers feel frustration. And that can even turn to anger and like, and they're, they don't know how to put words to it. But when, if there's a a hang up in your home or the same problem over and over again, or it, there is something to be said for a home or a boot room or a closet or a homeschool cabinet or whatever that functions. A hundred percent. For me personally, excuse me, hot peas. When when I have when I keep coming up against the same drama or the same stress in my homemaking routine, ninety nine point nine percent of the time it's some element of lack of function, and I'll bring that to my husband. And I'll say like, "This doesn't function. Like I, we don't have closets. This was this was an this was an old lady's home. Like this was a retirement home and not a home." It was a two-bedroom home, not a home for eight people. Like, there aren't closets to accommodate mm-hmm. eight sets of snow pants. You know, or, like, it's um, it's mm-hmm. a functionality. So if you feel frustration, like, really give some legitimacy to to this word of function in your home. If, mm-hmm. if, if there's always cleaning products on your countertops and you don't have a cleaning bucket, like, usually there's a reason. Yes. It's not set up to work right. And you necessarily don't have to come in to being a homemaker with that skill. That is actually a learned skill, making things functional. And sometimes we're just kind of dense about it. And it you can read and like, what is that's by Tony, right? That book yeah. that you're holding? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, hold it up for the Patreon people. Yeah. Uh, so this is called The Complete Book of Home Organization by yeah. Tony Hammersley. So she does bowl full of lemons. I know a lot of people are familiar. She does all kinds of different cleaning on- and organizational challenges throughout the year through yeah, her blog. Yeah, she does great challenges on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. But what? Um, it's not a reflection on your intelligence. <laughs> if you need to have someone tell you how to make a space functionable. Oh, my gosh. Is that a word? Functionable? Well, and that's the very first thing she does in here is take on the kitchen. And she... She has you address the different zones of the kitchen. Yeah. How does each zone need to function? And, you know, Sue and I have this conversation all the time. Like, I'll take care of the pretty. You take care mm-hmm. of the function. You know, like this is how this is how we structure our home. This is how we work together. Because, mm-hmm. you know, for example, if you don't have a garbage can that functions well, or if it's hidden somewhere that people don't know where it is, or the lid's broken or whatever. I'm currently in this situation, which is why this came up <laughs> on mm-hmm. the top of my head. Um, people don't throw stuff away. They just won't throw it away I because it, there's like this tension. Um, yeah. The same within the bathroom. Like if they don't have a place to put their towel, the towel's going on the floor. Yeah. And and that it's not just it, you know, not to say that having um, made a space or a zone functionable like it's just gonna fix your children or your husband or your own bad habits but at least you have a fighting chance then at least then you can raise kids like here is how we do things this goes here you know like but if you (laughs) if it's just Mm -hmm. a freak show and Mm -hmm. a a lot of times we i think just kind of get resigned to this idea that these portions of our home just are a freak show but oh it's so often that you haven't just set it up right and that book does a great job of that yeah it does do a great job of that so i thought about sort of tackling um tackling this book starting in january it's not the right time to start it um right at christmas time (laughs) (laughs) because she does just sort of break it down into tasks so you know you could go to okay task 83 is divide your dresser 85 or 84 is finding a place to store your little jewelry and your baubles you know 73 is making furniture do double duty so finding ways that furniture can maybe functional differently anyway just Mm. i'm like can can i just do task number one and that that doesn't mean like one a day or necessarily one a week it just is like okay i've got two hours on this saturday morning could i tackle task Mm -hmm. 33 you know or whatever but i i did actually get bogged down a bit in this book as much as i love it because like we are going to be heading into this bedroom renovation and um like i can't close storage laundry room like all of it Mm -hmm. none of it it's all an upheaval and so Mm -hmm. there's so much that i can't do so i need to kind of go out and mark off those so that i don't weep over them because they probably won't be done for quite a while but there are things i can do in my dining room and it's or bathroom or whatever Mm -hmm. uh i think too at this time of year it's you know especially for those of us who are like bootstraps type a type people Mm -hmm. uh it's i think and with this a book like this or with this idea of making things more efficient of finishing the thought throughout the house making things function um to guard our hearts against this myth that the homemaker can adopt that she's finally going to arrive. 
I want to believe that so you're bad, not, though. though. You're not going to. Arrive. But I want to <laughs> so right. bad. But Ugh. in in that myth is this, like, um, thinking that, like, the job description is going to get smaller if I just do X, Y, Z. And it's just not. And I think the sooner we can all just really come to terms, like, I am a homemaker and this will always be the job. And not not with, like, a, a, a sadness or um, – what I'm looking for. Help me. Uh, but – just accepting that there will always be ways to do the job better. That's mm-hmm. why we call it the the art of homemaking on this show. But um, it's not so that you can check things off your list. It's mm-hmm. maybe maybe you can develop a habit and you can look back and go, you know, some people were genuinely messy and they learned how to be tidy. Um, but in in fine-tuning our home in this kind of like fresh time of year where we're looking at with so much anticipation and I'm going to be better, I'm going to do better, I want to mm-hmm. make things more functional, I, I'm going to, ch- you know, check X, Y, Z off this sort of fabulous downtime that many of us are blessed in be- with in between the two holidays. Um, the job description remains yeah. and it will remain. You may do it better, you may become more efficient, but um, you're, you're not going to arrive. There will always be children and vomit and husband's dirty socks and you know mm-hmm. your favorite linen in the kitchen that got used to wipe up coffee grounds or or blood or blood <laughs> so just make sure that you're not um like be really motivated if that's your style be really jazzed have a lot of anticipation about this time look at this art and your home right now and sort of assess but like don't don't adopt a lie that if you just work really hard you'll finally nail it mm-hmm because that's mm-hmm. that, that's going to really disappoint you. I think that's why the functionality to, is so important because right. you can't control the blood and the vomit and the dirty socks always. But mm-hmm. what you can do is set up a framework in your house so that when somebody vomits on their sheets, you have a washing machine that's set up to be able to wash them. You have another pair of sheets to put on. Like there are the functional things that you can yes. do to handle the stuff that is just part of life that is going to happen no matter how clean you are, no matter how organized you are. So as you said about your tasks, I think it's wise to to set about the tasks that will improve the functionality of your home, the way that people can use your home. If you have people who are constantly congregating in your kitchen and sitting on your counters, figure out a way to get a little couch in there, you know, Mm -hmm. like just look at how people use your house and how can you make it functional mm. for the people that live there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's time. Believe that's it or not. That's time, girl. Okay. Okay. Well, we're going to be back here on Thursday, uh, wrapping up season nine of the podcast, which means we're on season 10, which is crazy. Um, I just can't even believe that it's been that long since we've started this podcast. And the fact that we started it like before COVID, it's like that was a world ago. Yeah. That well, was uh, that was a different. We had <laughs> we had recorded three or four. Oh, did we? Okay. Yeah. yeah. And we weren't going to drop until like the second end of the first week, second week of March. And when everything started imploding end of February, you're like, I think we should start now. Oh, okay. 
don't remember this. Pe- people are freaking out. <laughs> like, let's start now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a different time that was. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's not think about that. Uh, okay. March on, ladies. March on that for the next terrible. couple days. <laughs> Seriously. Enjoy your time wow. in your homes. And we'll be back here with you on Thursday. Alrighty. Okay. Cheers. See you then. Cheers. Cheers.